0: This is the 5th Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML.
1: Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the 5th Quarter on AM 900 CHML. It is brought to you by Wizen's Law. Rick Samprin here and a wide-eyed Luke Vermeer on the other side of the glass. Holy moly. 151 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, I I think we might, in about uh, uh, eight or nine minutes or so, We're going to set a record here on CHML because I can't remember the last time that someone in this studio broadcast live um, during the day. So uh, we're uh, we're going to break some records here in a matter of minutes because I believe the latest the fifth quarter has been on is 2 a.m. That would have been after a game against the BC Lions. I know that because I did it last year and in years previous. We're going to throw open the phone lines. In fact, we've done so already at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's debacle in the peg. The email address, rick at 900CHML.com, on Twitter at AM900CHML, and at Rick's Amprint. We will uh, cast our votes for player of the game. I'm not sure if there is a Tiger Cats player that is worthy of player of the game status, although there have been some mentions on Twitter at least of a Ticats-related quote-unquote player of the game. But it's not exactly a player. But all said and done, we'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night as well. All right, before we get to the phones, which are remarkably lighting up at record pace, be patient let's get through the scoring summary to relive some of the not so great moments tonight's ball game which by the way did not start at 8 30 eastern time as scheduled no thunderstorms lightning postponed this game for two and a half hours started just after 11 last night and the bombers started with a bang. C.J. Roberts intercepting Jeremiah Masoli, taking it to the house from 19 yards out. Just 95 seconds into this ball game, it was seven nothing bombers. About two minutes later, in fact, less than two minutes later, Matt Nichols finds Claris Denmark for a 12-yard score. It's 14 to nothing. Just two and a half minutes into this ball game. Following a Jeremiah misoli fumble, Bombers recovered at their own 42. A couple minutes later, Matt Nichols finds Thomas Mayo for a 13-yard touchdown. After one period of play, the Bombers are stunning the Tiger Cats 21 to nothing, And it got a whole heck of a lot worse. And in fact, it could have been a whole heck of a lot worse. A holding penalty. Uh, versus the Bombers, negated an 80-yard punt return for a touchdown just a couple minutes into the second quarter by Kevin Fogg. But lo and behold, the Bombers still get into the end zone because on that very same drive, Andrew Harris rumbles in from three yards out. It's 28 to nothing, Winnipeg. The Bombers then block a punt. Derek Jones bursts through the line, gets a hand on a Brett Maher punt. And Winnipeg's Tony Burnett recovers midway through the second. The Bombers turn that into a 16-yard field goal by former Tiger Cat Justin Medlock. It's 31 to nothing. Taylor Loeffler gets his first career interception off Jeremiah Masoli with about uh, just under four minutes to play. And the Bombers go down the field and Medlock hits a 31-yard field goal. It's 34-0 nothing. At halftime, so we're all thinking, hey, a couple of weeks ago the Tiger Cats roared back against Edmonton, a much better team than the Bombers. It was 31 to six. They could do it again, maybe. I'm not sure how many people were thinking that actually. Just one score in the third quarter was the Tiger Cats' Jeff Matthews in a one-yard touchdown run. The two-point converts Masoli de was good. 34 to eight after three quarters. To the fourth we go. Brett Maher with a 45-yard field goal to make it 34-11. to Ian Wilde intercepts Jeremiah Masoli. Justin Medlock follows suit with a 19-yard field goal, 37-11. One more note. Tycats also turned the ball over on downs just before the end of the game. So count them up. Six turnovers tonight. They had six turnovers against the Bombers back in Week 3 in a 28-24 loss against Winnipeg. Twelve turnovers in two games against the Bombers, who just happened to win their first home game of the season, courtesy of the Tiger Cats. All right, time to throw open this phone line here. By the way, one word, give me one word to describe tonight's Ticats performance. The Twitterverse is lighting up in that regard. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell you can email rick at 900 chml.com on twitter at am 900 chml at rick samprin all right let's go to the top of the deck kevin is on the line first kevin good morning how are you rick i am tired and cranky and grumpy and
0: Uh, join the club i'm the president of that
1: (laughs) you got the t-shirt eh?
0: yeah so anyways listen Here's what I got. Us. I got. I got like five points to make, but okay. I'll just give you the two, two to two, two at the top of my head. I don't understand why Austin didn't throw in Matthews beginning second half right away. You know mm-hmm. what I
1: mean? Yep. Yep.
0: And Masoli, I got nothing against him, but just you got to understand to see how loose he is with the ball, right? So there you go. Anyway. I, I'm, I, I'm on a loss for words, but Masoli should have been pulled. And at the same time, Austin, I give him credit. I give him credit for sticking to his guns and keeping with Masoli. But you've got to give Matthews a chance. I know we got Calaris up on deck next week, and that's great. But I just don't understand. I'm a fan of Austin as well. I don't know why he didn't put Matthews in. Do you?
1: Well, I can't say for sure because I I don't have a chance to ask Austin. But my my thought is exactly the same as yours. If he yes. doesn't if he doesn't put him into the start of the third quarter, okay, fine. You know, give Masoli a chance to. To at least prove that he can. At least a series.
0: I could give him a yeah, series. for sure. Uh, first, the first series of downs on uh, in the third quarter, starting start the second half. Yeah, because Austin and, could have made that same him, move at him. the start
1: of the third quarter against Edmonton, and, and Masoli played fantastically in I the know. second half. So maybe he had the same mindset. But especially in the fourth quarter, I mean, I know the game is never over, but tonight in the fourth quarter, I mean, tonight in the second quarter, it was over.
0: It. Like well, there you go. The I mean, how how else can you put it? Yeah. Austin's so gonna throw take the kid in, he, yeah. I think for not putting Matthews in, I I hope he does, but I I respect him as a coach for sticking to his guns. That's mm-hmm. wh- that's one thing I can say. Now, here's what I want to say. Secondly, is that Calaris now we're gonna he's going to show up in Admi, or sorry in BC. Yeah. And uh, now if you watch every series, there's a chance to get Gable out of the backfield. And Masoli hasn't found him. You can see him just give a chip block, and Gable is in the open. And he knows his routes. He knows where he's at. Now, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Calaris finds him. He's open every series, at least. At least. On second down, if it has to be him, it has to be him. Dump it off to him off of a block. Calaris, I hope, sees the field better than Masoli. That's that's what I wish for. Don't we all?
1: Okay, do you have a player of the game tonight, Kevin? Nope. Okay, good stuff. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221, star on your smartphone. We will add you to the list of callers who are on the line waiting. A couple of tweets that I do want to get to. David tweeting, I'd be surprised if Matthews doesn't finish the game. And I responded saying, yeah, they should put him in. I mean, what do you have to lose? It's, it's what, 34-8 to eight after the third quarter. Throw the guy in there. Michael on Twitter as well saying there has to be more than just a quarterback change after a performance like this. Hashtag fifth quarter. And yeah, hashtag fifth quarter when you're chiming in on Twitter. Also, one word. What one word would you pick to describe tonight's Cats showing in the peg? Get to those tweets. You can add your voice to that discussion. Darcy is on the line. Good
2: morning, Darcy. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Um, eh. Yeah, I know. Good. Give, give, give you kudos for doing the show so late. Uh, hey,
1: man. We, we want to talk some Ticats football.
2: Yeah. Well, my one word would be disa- tumultuous disaster.
1: That's two words, but I'll give yeah, it right, both but, to you. Uh, <laughs> unless
2: kinda, you. Unless you want to hyphenate them. Yeah. I kind of um, don't think it would... With regards to Matthews, I don't think it would make much of a difference tonight. I know putting them in for uh, sakes, for whatever, but the way the team played tonight, it wasn't just Mazzoli. It's, no, like, no, I know. The old line was terrible, and if they play like that next week with Calero, it's like it doesn't matter who's back there. But
1: uh, And against BC, it was a much better D-line.
2: Yeah, and with regards to CJ Gable being open on screens, uh, Ken Austin makes the calls. He's open for a reason, because they don't use him. And that's Ken Austin's offense. So it doesn't matter if Claros is in there either because, uh, that's the, that's not the play call. It's not for CJ Gable. But, um, I'm, I'm seeing a trend develop, which I don't like, um, with the BC game last week and tonight. We're giving up, uh, way too many leads, like big, big leads. And, uh, I know last week was a, was a miracle, but, um, I don't know if you're, if you see the trend I'm seeing. Like, yeah, I definitely
1: um, do. There, there is obviously something going on with this football team that they are getting buried in the first half. In the yeah, last couple it, of weeks, it's it's more than disturbing.
2: In the last three years, I don't recall Hamilton being being like this in Ken Austin's era, or uh, our team being beaten up so badly within. Uh, Within, especially in the first part of the season, but um, yeah,
1: yeah, the, these starts were few and far between in the Ken Austin era. But uh, I mean, we've had three this year against the Lions. And they were just horrible the whole game yeah, against Edmonton. They were bad in the first half, and tonight they were bad, you know, from top to bottom.
2: That, that's really concerning to me. And, and I, I realized the game started late because of this thunderstorm. And they're creatures of habit, but uh, Winnipeg had the same thing, and they come out they came out guns a blazing. So I don't know what the excuses are. Like I said, with this this trend, bad trend, which they got to correct quickly um, because it's, it's not a good trend to be doing. But I just wanted to touch on one thing. I, I read an article about, in the CFL with, with regards to Canadian offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of directing this particularly towards Peter Dyakowski. Um If he was a, if he was a, uh, if he wasn't Canadian, sorry, right. Do you believe he would be starting for the Tiger cats? Because I read of this, it was in, I'm not going to say the paper, but it said that uh, a lot of quarterbacks are getting hurt this year because uh, there's not there's not there's uh, there's too many Canadian uh, linemen, offensive linemen, and not enough Americans because, you know, with the racial thing that uh, they uh, have to play so many Canadian offensive linemen.
1: Yeah, and, well, uh, I mean, when you look at the other old linemen on this team, regardless of whether he is American or Canadian, who else would you put in there in place of diekowski I, d- I just don't want to pick on him, but he's the no, guy that you I'll, brought I'll, up.
2: I don't mean to pick on Peter, but
1: uh, right. I think... Right, but, I but think do you put he... Landon Rice in there? Do you put Brandon Revenberg, who's, who's uh, you know, learning the position at the CFL level? I mean, I think yeah. diekowski's the best option right now.
2: Yeah, I just think he's lost a step from his, when he got that injury, his uh, knee injury, but um, basically, I'm just, uh, I don't know what to say. Um, I don't think uh, everyone's saying Claros is coming in, like, that's great. He's coming back, but um, it takes more than one guy to win a football game, and uh, and he's not going to just come out gunslinging. Like he's going to be a little bit well rusty, but um, you know, I just think Penn should be a little bit cautious. I
1: agree, Darcy. Who's your player of the game tonight?
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Most difficult question. Give it to Mel Steele because it was Mel Steele night. That's a good pick.
1: Thanks for the call, Darcy. Okay, thanks. Have a good one. And thanks for staying up late, guys. Much appreciated. Let's take a couple more calls. Brad is on the line. Brad, thanks for holding on, and welcome to the
3: fifth quarter. Good morning, Rick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of strange, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I think uh, you know the, the fans got what they, they asked for uh, out of Masoli anyways. Uh, you read a lot of the twitters from early in the season. They be they say, "Well, we'll be happy if Masoli can keep us at five hundred by the time Zach gets back."
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And what. here we are. And here we are. You know, I mean, he's uh, he's proven himself to be nothing but a five hundred uh, quarterback. Yeah, uh,
1: and and one who is just a completely inconsistent. I mean, one week he is, uh, you know, on fire, and in the next week you are thinking, "What is going on?"
3: Well, it's not even that week to week. It's well, no, yeah, series to, to sir, yeah, or series to series. You know, uh, just un- unbelievable. I mean, we the Ticats cats have been outscored in the first half this season ninety some odd points to twenty some odd points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like that's just you know, you can't you can't win games and only play half a game.
1: <laughs> it's I know, just, totally. Well,
3: in just, the last in the
1: last two weeks, the first half they've been outscored sixty five to six.
3: Yeah, it's it's nuts. You know, it's like, you know, he needs to have him get a, you know, a Kent Austin in his face yelling and screaming at the halftime to to go out there and actually do what he's supposed to do.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure that'll help either, but.
3: No, uh, I don't know. Well, you know, it's supposedly back. You know, Zach will be back next week, and I, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, I, I don't expect him to be as, um, you know, electric as he was. You know, at the height of his mop campaign last year, until he got hurt, uh, he's 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 going to do well. He will uh, have his great games, but he's going to have his ups and downs. I mean, it, it's going to be hard to replicate what he did last year, especially out of the gate.
3: Uh, I don't know. I think I think you might see, you know, maybe next week he will not be the electric Zach that we know. Yeah, I hope but, so. But I think that's I think that's all we're gonna. You know, that's all it's going to take for him. I've been down there you know for the last three weeks, just about every day watching him in practice, mm-hmm. and uh he's not that rusty looking
1: oh no, no no, no. he's yeah he's not, not nothing, he's not gonna embarrass himself, little,
3: yeah, nothing a little quick steel wool wouldn't take care of <laughs> that's
1: right, you hey, know. who's your uh, player of the game tonight, Brett?
3: you know what I'm gonna give it to Tolliver, you know, he came through with a few clutches, got over hundred yards tonight, uh he made the most of what he was given um and he kept on pumping away there you know just uh we we really got to uh yeah we really got to knuckle down and and i think i think that'll help with zach coming back because i mean the guys you know they, they play different for him they mm-hmm. really really do they, they're they're pumped you know they have a lot of confidence in him and then you know go back to masoli you really can't have confidence in, in somebody you know play 500 ball
1: yeah you know, it'll as, be, it'll as, be much, as much
3: as you really want to, and your heart tells you and your mind tells you you should.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, uh, you know, it just, you cannot. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to flip that switch. It, it's hard to flip the switch. Like, you know, you got to, you know, the guy's coming out, you know, first first throw of the game, we're throwing a uh, pick six, and, and the guys are going, oh, no, here we go again.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, we've got to bust our balls to, you know, to keep us in the game. I hear you. You know, but. Oh, well, Rick, hopefully we talk to you next week with uh, uh, some better news and, and a better game.
1: Yeah, well, it'll be just as late because it'll be after the B.C. game. and uh, well, that's, that's fine. I don't mind.
3: <laughs> you know? But uh, it's, it's yeah, we just, yeah, it's great that Zach's back. You know, let's just hope this is the the spark. And he picks up where he left off and we'll run through the great cup. And, uh, hey, Mike might even be back next week.
1: Who knows? We shall see. Thanks for the call, Brad.
3: All right. Take care. Have
1: a good one. All right, one more call, and then we'll take our first break of the fifth quarter. We'll uh, connect here with Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the fifth quarter.
3: Thanks, Rick. How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Frustrated. uh, Yelling at the TV, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to stick on the quarterback topic. I think uh, the first pass you throw in the game is a pick six.
1: Yeah, horrible.
3: You bought yourself a quarter... And if it doesn't turn around after that, you got to get pulled. I got to be sticking to him, and you know, not trying to break his confidence or whatever it may be. But you got to pull him out at some point. That this was just out of hand tonight.
1: Yeah, That's I mean, yeah, I'm I'm pointing to the fourth quarter, and you know, it's it's 34 to eight going into the fourth quarter. Even after Maher kicks his field goal, it's 34 11. It, do yeah. you, do you get the sense that there's that much momentum to keep Masoli in? I I didn't. No. I mean, especially at halftime, I didn't. Uh, so no. so throw Matthews in and let him play.
3: Yeah, I, mean, I, I would have we, done we, it after the first quarter. To well, myself.
1: yeah, we all know that Matthews is not going to grab hold of the starters' reins at the quarterback position for this team. This is Zach Caleros' team, but in the same light, you know, you've you've had Matthews for a year and a half. Let, let him play.
3: Yeah, shake it up a bit, right? I mean. They're both backups when it boils right down to it, right? So, sure. I mean, what's the harm in switching it up a bit? Well, that's what they're there for.
1: Yeah, I mean. You know,
3: the one guy's not doing the job. I mean, he's, he's, he's done his job. He's He's gone from hot to cold, hot to cold. There's, there seems to be no in-between with him, right? Yeah. But, you know, when he's cold, just pull him out. Just pull him out and switch it up. That's what I'd say.
1: Yeah, and the issue is when he's cold, he's ice cold.
3: Yeah, really. It, it's crazy. <laughs>
1: Do you have a player of the game tonight,
3: Jeff? I'm going to go with Tolliver, just like the last guy. I think Uh, he's he's emerging. He's going to be a big receiver, I think. He's a solid
1: receiver. Good hands, tall guy, decent speed. Yeah, good weapon to have. Uh Thanks for the call, Jeff, and enjoy the rest of the night. Thank you, too, Rick. All right, fifth quarter continues here on AM 900 CHML. We'll go into the Twitterverse to see what fans have to say. At AM 900 CHML, at Rick Zamprin, one word. What one word would you use to describe tonight's tiger cats mauling at the hands of the blue bombers in winnipeg of course you can still call 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your smartphone we have frank holding on frank we will get to you when we come back this is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens law on am 900 chml Rick Samprin here. Luke Ramirez on the other side of the glass, producing tonight's fifth quarter. Brought to you by Wisen's Law on AM nine hundred CHML. The Bombers throttling the Tiger Cats tonight, thirty-seven to eleven. Hamilton again for the second time against the Bombers this season, committing six turnovers this time around. Though the Blue Bombers scored uh, twenty-three points off those six turnovers. Had a fumble, three interceptions, a block punt, and a turnover on downs just before the end of the game. So what one word comes to mind to describe tonight's Ticats performance? We have Copeland tweeting at AM900CHML, disappointing. David tweeting at Rick Samprin, discombobulated. Michael at Rick Samprin tweets, confounding. Bruce adding three words. Deplorable, pitiful, painful. Bruce also writing, my player of the game is the Hamilton fans for staying up to watch this game. Can't win them all, but you have to show up. Now the question is, did the Ticats show up tonight? Another one word or hyphenated word from Steve at Rick Samprin, He tweets, half-baked to describe the Ticats' performance tonight. Back to the phones, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You have to give credit to Ticats fans for calling the fifth quarter at 2.16 in the morning. Good on you, Frank. Welcome to the show.
4: Hi, Rick. Uh, my one word for tonight's performance is pathetic. Okay. Uh, they did not show any pride, purpose, or poise in their game tonight at all. And uh, whether that's poor coaching or what, we still have to put an eight-hour shift in when we go to work every day. Very true. These guys, they, okay, they had a -a two-and-a-half-hour weather problem, but if we had a power outage at work or whatever it was, we still have to show up and give 100% for us to get our paychecks. These guys don't deserve to get paid tonight. They look pathetic. And they did not represent the city of Hamilton with pride, purpose, and poise.
1: Do you have a player of the game, dare I ask? Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be a tie cat. It can can be a blue bomber.
4: If I had to give it to a tie cat, I would say Tolliver. Okay. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the veterans did not get together. Uh, They did not overcome that first turnover. And Mazzoli, I don't know what's in his head. If he thinks he's going to be a CFL quarterback, he's going to have to sit down and learn and learn fast from Zach. Because I think when the team sees Zach come back on the field, maybe they'll get some zip and pump. But the defense really disappointed me tonight. Mm -hmm. Sloppy tackling, too many penalties. And uh, this goes on the coaching. Great. They did a great job in Edmonton. They came back from a 25-point a deficit. Hats off to them. But tonight, I don't know what they were thinking.
1: Yeah, they, they got buried soon, and, and they just could not come back. Uh, in regards to Masoli watching or feeding off Caleros, I mean, he's had, what, two and a half years now to do that. If he hasn't figured that aspect of pro football out, I'm not sure he will.
4: Uh, and I agree, and I think maybe it's time to put Matthews in there or somebody or bring somebody into camp that will learn the system, know what's going on instead of panicking. Mm-hmm. And our offensive line, they should be ashamed of themselves. They're paid to protect the quarterback. You protect them, you're going to have results. You don't. Oh boy.:
1: Yeah, look like there were a few missed assignments tonight on the O line. Frank, thanks for the call tonight. Okay, have a good one. Yeah, the O line did not have a strong game tonight. And regarding, you know, Frank's comments and giving other guys a shot, you know, apart from Matthews, Everett Golson is on the roster. Ja'Cory Harris is too, although he's hurt at the moment. I'm not sure we'll see either of those guys throw a pass for the Ticats this season. Uh, email from Kevin. Hi, I want to shut the person that made the schedule. <laughs> that was one of my notes tonight. You know, never mind that. You know, the game started late. That was just after 11 o'clock, after the thunderstorms and lightning kind of passed Winnipeg. But these weeknight games, you know, apart from Friday, which is a great night to have football, and apart from Labor Day, which is a CFL tradition, this league has to concentrate on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday That's when CFL teams should be playing football. Forget the Thursday nights. There's two of them tomorrow. And I know because of the whole Olympics thing. These Wednesday night games, games on Tuesday nights, no. No. Not a big fan of those at all. John on email. Hey, Rick, just want to try and figure out what happened. Is this the version 2.0 of the good Hank or bad Hank? Not sure what happened to Emmanuel Davis, who's been very quiet. I know the season is still young, but either way, we were totally unprepared or this delay really had more of an impact than we thought. Can't wait to see Zach back. Take care, John. Well, we will see Zach Caleros back next Saturday when the Tiger Cats take on the BC Lions at BC Play Stadium. How rusty is he going to be? Eh, We don't know. We shall see. That B.C. defense pretty good, too. Steve's on the line. Steve, welcome to the fifth quarter.
4: Thank you. One word, amateurs. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, until they get a new coach, I'm sorry, I called in about three weeks ago and made my say that if you got a coach that's the next quarterback, you go nowhere. They did what, an option maybe three times? You can't get a running game if you don't do a bunch of options. Okay. Because you go to handoff, they know he's getting the ball.
1: Sure. I I think the running game was tossed out the window pretty quick tonight, though.
4: Yeah, but it's been tossed out of the window every game.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, they don't run the ball.
4: And what are they trying to do? Set a record for the most uh, interceptions and that that they can do in the last 25 years? (laughs) They've got to hold the record for the most interceptions. In the last twenty-five years, for any CFL team,
1: that you know They're what, never, you're you're probably not too far off on
4: that, because they never take the quarterback out. It's we're going with them, do or die, and we don't care if we lose the game. It's do or die. Yeah. Well, we don't I mean, you're looking any changes.
1: Sorry, to interrupt, but you're looking at you know twenty-five years. We had Danny McManus for a lot of those. Twenty-five yeah, and years. He holds
4: the second most records. That's right. Most so,
1: <laughs> he threw a lot, and then after Danny Mac, I mean, there was a there was a crop of terrible quarterbacks in Hamilton that just stunk and, up the joint week in and week out, and right, inter- they they love throwing interceptions. On? You got
4: to blame that on the coach.
1: Well, yeah, a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's not uh, it's not the coach's fault when you throw an interception all the time.
4: No, but it's the coach's fault if he he can't get if he leaves him in sure. a game and things like that, like tonight. Right. It's, What do you do, tell them to have a nap before the game?
1: (laughs) They may have. (laughs) I mean, it was a a two-and-a-half-hour delay.
4: Yeah, but uh, it just looked like, okay, take a nap, guys, and uh, here's a couple pills so you can get a couple hours sleep. And Mm -hmm. I forgot that there were six-hour pills instead of two-hour pills.
1: Yeah, I should have taken some of those, let me tell you. (laughs) I could have avoided watching that game.
4: No, but it'd be nice if they would maybe – the next home game, they should sell the tickets for half-price for anybody who can prove that they stood, stayed up and watched this game. Wow.
1: That'd be because sweet. That, it
4: was pathetic.
1: That'd be sweet for those who did. Steve, who's your player of the game?
4: Player of the game? They, uh, it's an old Winnipeg Gary that they did at halftime. time. Stegall. Oh, Milt Siegel, Stie- yeah. Yep, that's the only one that... Uh, you're just like the Tiger Cats. I don't think he dressed for the game, and neither did be
1: <laughs> Good stuff, Steve. Thanks, and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate all the callers here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Still have some room for you to join in on the fun. 905-645-3221, star 9900. On your smartphone. Lots of reaction coming in on Twitter and on email as well. What one word do you have to describe the Ticats game tonight? We'll get into some stats as well. We'll name our player of the game and our fifth quarter fan of the night uh, by the time we wrap up this show. We'll take a break and more of the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law continues on AM 900 CHML. Hey, we are back early, early, early Thursday morning here on the fifth quarter. I think we've set a record For the first live show out of this studio in the 2 a.m. hour, I cannot recall, even after a late B.C. Ticats game, uh, being in the studio, or even former fifth quarter host Ted Michaels being in the studio past 2 a.m. So I think we're in record-breaking territory, and I'm sure that um, uh, producer Luke Vermeer appreciates that as well. Very happy to stay late. After school, (laughs) 905-645-3221, star 9900 is our telephone numbers. So still a half an hour to play here in the fifth quarter. We'll name our player of the game. Uh, Terrence Tolliver leads the pack thus far. Milt Stiegel a close second. There's also votes for Clarence Denmark. And I'll cast my ballot for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers fans, of which... There were more than 17,000 who waited out the two-and-a-half-hour weather delay and then pretty much stayed until the end of the ballgame. That's my vote for player of the game tonight. It's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers fans. That's a long delay. Game's supposed to start at 8.30 Eastern time. Doesn't start until just after 11.00. And so imagine being at Investors Group Field or even at Tim Hortons Field for two and a half hours waiting and wondering if the game was going to start because there was not really any clear indication that uh, the game was even going to be played. Commissioner Jeffrey Orridge and a number of CFL and Ticats and Bombers officials huddling up in and around the 10 p.m. hour to say, all right, guys, what are our options here? Let's look at the the radar. Let's look at the weather system. Can we play? And if not, then what do we do? There's two games tomorrow night, or I guess it would be tonight, Thursday night. There are no games on Friday because of the Rio Olympic opening ceremonies that are going to be splashed across our TV screens. And uh, there's a football game Saturday night. So the options would have been, if they had to postpone tonight's game, would have been probably Saturday afternoon, a 4 o'clock start, uh, or play on Sunday. And it would have worked for both the Bombers and the Ticats because Hamilton doesn't play until next Saturday, August 13th. The Bombers, their next game is next Friday, August the 12th. So I think the Sunday outing would have worked. The difficulty, though, <laughs> this would have been really the, the axe to grind for the Cats is that do they stay in Winnipeg until Sunday, if that was the case? If the league postponed the game until Sunday? Probably not. No, you jet back home Thursday morning, and you jet back Saturday afternoon. And then you play on Sunday, and then you come back on Monday. Man, that would have been... That wouldn't have been good. That would not have been good. The result may have been different, but something tells me probably not. Half an hour to go here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML, 905 645 is the phone number. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at AM 900 CHML, at Rick Samprin. What one word would you use to describe tonight's Tiger Cats performance in Winnipeg? A 37-11 to embarrassment for the Cats tonight. Take another break. Come back with some stats and more reaction on Twitter and email and maybe even on the phones as well if you're staying up late enjoying the program. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wissons Law on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. Rick Sampern here. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wissons Law on AM 900 CHML. Ticats going down to defeat big time tonight, 37-11. to 11. It was 34 to nothing at halftime, and the Bombers had it in cruise control pretty much from there on in. Uh, if you're up late listening to the program, give us a call, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900CHML.com, on Twitter at AM900CHML, at Rick Use the hashtag fifth quarter, and give me your one word to describe the Ticats' performance tonight. I've come up with a few, and I think I'll settle with abysmal. Because it was an abysmal showing. Out of the gate, in the first half, they showed me nothing. Email from David with the funk the team was experiencing from the get-go tonight, I was hoping Reinbold's, special teams coordinator Jeff Reinbold, would have tried a trick play or something to spark the momentum. I don't know how well Maher throws, but it would be nice to at least try. I understand playing field position, but set up a fake punt and give it a go. His email concludes with four Z's. David with that email. Thanks, David. Yeah, those momentum-changing plays, whether they're trick plays or big plays, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Even even the effort of trying them once in a while might spark a guy or a defense or an offense or a special teams unit and, and kind of turn the momentum or turn the tide a little bit. But I think given that nothing was going right, In the first half, I think the Ticats were more concerned with fundamentals, and that's kind of hard to say because fundamentally they, they were not good tonight at all. That's really the only reasoning I can see with not trying a trick play, but I understand your sentiment. Even if it doesn't work, at least they're trying something. Email from Ed. Hi, Rick. There is only one person to blame, and that is Coach Austin. This team cannot blame quarterback Masoli because no one did their jobs. The only reason a team does not play like a team means they are badly coached. Coach Austin may be pinning all his hopes on quarterback Zach Caleros' return, and if that is the case, then let Coach Austin's job be based on whether he can get the Ticats to the Grey Cup or not. If the Cats do not make it to the Grey Cup, then pay Coach Austin his severance, and look for a new coach for the 2017 season. This team is not a championship team and, frankly, an embarrassment. They aren't even fun to watch, let alone support. And that means they are badly coached. Ed goes on to say, either Coach Austin ends the season a winner or he is gone. And owner Bob Young has to tell him this. Coach Austin needs incentive and maybe with his job on the line will make the difference. I hope for so much more this year. Now all I hope for is no more embarrassments like tonight. All the best, Ed. I think this is the first show, the first time, we've discussed any sort of head coaching change. Because there's been two comments tonight, one from a caller, and now one via email to say, maybe it's time this Ticats team makes a coaching change. Now, I am completely against that at this time. I think this, this discussion should be shelved, tucked away, and put on the top shelf so no one can reach it. Because as of right now, let's face it, this team has a backup quarterback who last year was a practice roster quarterback running the show right now. Whether this team would be 3-3 three and three with a healthy Zach Caleros, I would highly doubt it. Do they have issues? Sure, every team does. This team's issues really came to the fore tonight. An offensive line that underperformed. A mercurial quarterback who was ice cold for the most part tonight. Yeah, he threw for 335 yards, but he threw the ball 46 times. You're going to get some yardage. The most important stat for Jeremiah Masoli tonight is the handful of turnovers. You know, three interceptions, including a pick six. That just cannot happen on a week-to-week basis, and we've seen it too many times. At the pro level, at the quarterback position, job number one: protect the football. He has not done that this season, and when he hasn't, it has really bitten the cats in the behind email from scott at rick samprin bad game all around player of the game myself for staying up hashtag fifth quarter joe on twitter i should have downloaded pokemon go tonight would have been more fulfilling than this game he also writes biggest letdown since ben chose lauren over jojo referring to the bachelorette I think that was The Bachelorette. That was The Bachelor? Okay. Getting my Bachelor or Bachelorettes mixed up. Bachelorette was uh, Aaron Rodgers' brother. Wasn't Jordan Jordan Rodgers? Yeah, I watched three seconds of that, and that was the highlight that I pulled for sports (laughs) earlier this week. Um, Joe also writes, player of the game, Bombers fans. Respect for them. Hashtag back on track with Zach. I like that. I like that hashtag, back on track with Zach. We shall see when Zach Caleros makes his much-anticipated return next week versus the Lions in B.C. A uh, few more tweets to get to and some emails as well. One word to describe the Cats performance tonight. Let's remember, they were down 34-0 at halftime. They ended up losing 37-11. My word is abysmal. We've come across disappointing... Pathetic. Embarrassing. I have some poo emojis from Wes. Um, not good. The response from Ticats fans, not good tonight. What's your word? 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. You can tweet at ricksamprint at am900chml or email rick at 900chml.com. We'll also pass along some stats coming up. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizen's Law on AM 900 CHML. Hey, thanks for tuning in to tonight's record-breaking fifth quarter. I mention that because, uh, to my knowledge, I can't recall a live program in this studio past 2 a.m. So we're breaking records here on the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Wisman's Law on AM 900 CHML. 37-11. to 11, The final score tonight in favor of the Blue Bombers over the Tiger Cats, who were, in my opinion, abysmal tonight. That's the one word I'm using to describe the Tiger Cats' performance and investors group field waterboy on twitter tweets darcy stole my word disaster i would use unprepared coaches players everyone another word unacceptable bruce tweets exactly right about masoli he reminds me of kevin glenn either hot or cold brad tweeting sloppy that's the word, sadly. Hashtag fifth quarter. And Jeff on Twitter, his one word is dismal. Oh, it was dismal, all right. Rhymes with abysmal. Um, our chorus affiliate CJOB out in Winnipeg tweeting just moments ago, Environment Canada confirming the two tornadoes touched down south of Brandon. So with the wild weather in Winnipeg tonight, you can imagine how worse it could have been. You know, the game was supposed to start at 8.30, delayed until just after 11 because of thunderstorms and lightning strikes. And after that two-and-a-half-hour delay, the Bombers came out with a bang. 95 seconds in, a pick six by C.J. Roberts, and Winnipeg is off to the races. 21 nothing after the first quarter, 34 nothing after the second quarter, it was 34 to 8 after three periods of play and the final 37 to 11. We're going to name our fifth quarter fan of the night and our player of the game in about oh, 10 minutes time, so stay tuned for that. And if you are still listening, you can still call at 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your smartphone. I would think the percentage of TyCats fans listening at the moment probably minuscule and if you are You're probably nodding off. Unless you're thoroughly entertained by the words I speak, which I highly doubt it at this time. (laughs) Luke is shaking his head. No, it's not happening. All right, let's pass along some stats. Maybe this will wake you up. Matt Nichols tonight. Let's start with the Peggers. 23 of 31, threw for 246 yards, couple of TDs. Those two TDs both coming in the first quarter. Really, apart from that, and Nichols had a solid game, but really apart from the first quarter, he didn't really have to do much. Andrew Harris with an okay outing. 18 carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. That was a three-yard scamper. Nine minutes to go in the first half. Nichols, by the way, also ran three times for 10 yards. Receiving, pretty good outing for a couple of Blue Bombers receivers, Thomas Mayo and Clarence Denmark, the two of which created most of their damage in the first half. Mayo, seven receptions. For 84 yards and touchdown. And Denmark, who was released by the Bombers in the offseason. Tried to latch on with the Rough Riders, but was cut during training camp. And on Sunday, was brought back into Winnipeg on their practice roster. Well, he comes back tonight and has a good game. Seven catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. The first offensive touchdown of the game for Winnipeg tonight. Chris Adams had a couple of catches for 37 yards. Rory Kohlert's one for 16. Julian fioli Godino had two receptions for 16 yards. Jace Davis, one for 14. Christoph Normand, one for 11 yards. And Andrew Harris had a couple of catches, but he was limited to just one or minus one receiving yards. Former Tiger Cat Justin Medlock with a solid night kicking the old trifectas. He was three for three tonight. Good from 16, 31 And 19 yards. And defensively for the Bombers, who were all over the place tonight, Terrence Frederick had seven tackles. Ian Wild had six defensive tackles, three on special teams. He also had an interception towards the end of the ballgame. There were, I believe, four sacks for the Bombers. Am I adding that up right? One, two, three, four. Yeah, four on the night, a couple by Justin Cole. And interception-wise, there was three on the night. One by Wild. I mentioned. C.J. Roberts, that was a pick six. And Taylor Loeffler had his first career INT uh, in the CFL. Tony Burnett also with a fumble recovery. That was off the block punt that the Bombers had. Oh, yeah, they blocked the punt as well. Six turnovers tonight for the Ticats again. It's six against the Bombers in that week three loss at Tim Hortons Field. And the final score of that game, much closer, 28-24. So those are the stats for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Let's shift over to the Hamilton Tiger Cats stats pack. And we'll start with the hot and cold Jeremiah Masoli. And for the most part tonight, he was in the ice tub. 27-46, 335 yards, three interceptions. He also fumbled the ball, was hounded all night long, brought down four times. C.J. Gable had five carries for 31 yards. Luke Tasker had a rush for 12 yards and Matthews carried the ball four times in short yardage situations. He ran for nine yards and one touchdown, that one TD coming midway through the third, which made it 34 to eight for the Bombers. Terrence Toliver looks like is going to be our player of the game here on the fifth quarter. Had seven receptions for 120 yards and uh, nearly had a touchdown on that Long bomb that Masoli threw down the far sideline. Made the catch and nearly got it in the end zone. Fantuz, seven receptions for 60 yards. Chad Owens, four for 45. Gable had two catches for 39. Luke Tasker, three for 36. Spencer, wanted had three receptions for 24 yards. And Brandon Banks had one catch for 11 yards. Brett Maher, one for one on the night for field goals. A 45-yarder. That was early on in the fourth quarter. That made it 34-11. to 11. Not much happening on punt returns tonight for Brandon Banks. He had four returns for just 15 yards. That's an average of 3.8 per return. Chad Owens had uh, one punt return for four yards. and kickoff returns, Banks uh, with a good average, seven returns for 176 yards. It's an average of 25.1 per return, a long of 40. And punting the ball, you know, Brett Maher is having a really good campaign punting the football for the Ticats this season. He had seven boots tonight, averaging 48.6 yards per punt. Medlock, by the way, had eight punts tonight, averaging 43.2. That's more than a five-yard difference when you look at the averages. On defense for the Cats, Courtney Stephen had six defensive tackles uh, last night, Uh, one special team's tackling at a sack as well. Emmanuel Davis and Dominique Ellis, as well as Larry Dean, all had five defensive tackles. Ted Laurent had four defensive tackles and a sack. Uh, Travis Lee, who nearly had an interception in the game, made three tackles, as did Simone Lawrence, Rico Murray, and John Chick. And I was thinking about Chick and Adrian Tracy and Drake Nevis. And apart from Ted Laurent, who had that sack, uh, the D-line was just could not get to Matt Nichols tonight. I think they just had the one sack by Laurent, and that was it. No, they had two, because Steven had the other. Apart from that, Matt Nichols had a lot of time to make his place, especially in the first quarter. All right, some final thoughts. When we come back, we will name our fifth quarter fan of the night and our player of the game as well. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. All right, mercifully one last go round here on the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Wizens Law on AM nine hundred CHML. Rick Samprin here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, getting a couple of tweets from some diehards, Ty Cats fans uh, before the last break. I was just wondering, you know, if anybody is still awake here at two fifty three a.m. And apparently they are. Brad tweeting, I'm fully all in caps. <laughs> I'm fully awake and fully entertained. Hashtag Oski Wee and Bruce chiming in as well. Thanks for staying up and having the show. Not looking forward tomorrow. When everyone asks me, what happened? Hashtag goodnight. What did happen? What did happen to the Ticats tonight? Was it the weather delay? Was it coming off the bye week? And that's an excuse I never buy. You have your bye week. It's over with. It's back to work. The weather delay, same thing. The Bombers have the weather delay as well. That's not an excuse I'm going to buy. The only excuse I can ma- I can create in my mind is that they did not perform. They practiced all week. They had a game plan. They came to executing that game plan, and they fell flat in more ways than one. Didn't make plays. Came out of the gate sluggish and slow. Were not fundamentally sound. Took bad penalties in that first quarter as well. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers abysmal all around was not a good showing they cannot play like this game in and game out we've seen it at least two games in a row for pretty much a full half against the Eskimos and really the entire game here tonight and you can count that earlier 28 to 3 loss against the BC Lions and that's not going to be an easy game to play BC is not only 1-1 one one at home, but they're 3-2 on the season, and they can put up points, and they can shut you down. Wally Bono has that crew playing some pretty good ball. So the Ticats now at 3-3, three three, still ahead of the 2-3 Montreal Alouettes, but still trail the Ottawa Redblacks, who have a record of 3-2-1, and, and the East Division-leading Argos, who at 4-2 have the bye week this week. Out West, Calgary 3-1-1. BC, as I mentioned, 3-2. The Winnipeggers now 3-4. Edmonton's 2-3. And Saskatchewan 1-4. Other games this week, there's two tonight. BC's in Montreal, that's the early game. Saskatchewan visits Calgary. And then the Red Blacks will host the defending champion Eskimos on Saturday. So Zach Kaleros makes his return next week. I will find it hard to believe that he's going to step onto the field and be as unbelievable as he was just before he got injured last year. And he's going to be good. I'm not expecting him to throw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns against the BC Lions. Hey, if he does it, fantastic. Let's give him a little bit of Slack. Slack for Zach. There's a hashtag for you. All right. Player of the game as voted by you. The fans here in the fifth quarter goes to Terrence Tolliver. He beat out Milt Stegall, Clarence Denmark, and the Winnipeg fans. And Scott, who voted for himself for staying up late to watch the game. And our fifth quarter fan of the night is each and every one of you guys who called and tweeted and emailed, including our callers, who I usually give you know, more props to because actually picking up a phone, dialing us, and conversing about the Cats. Kevin, Darcy, Brad, Jeff, Frank, and Steve, all you guys, as well as our tweeters and emailers tonight, our tonight's fifth quarter fans of the night. All right, got to run. Next game is the Ticats in B.C. Saturday, August the 13th. It's a 10 p.m. start time. We'll be on the air at about 1 a.m., on the Sunday. For producer Luke Vermeer, my name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of the morning and Thursday as well here on AM 900 CHML.
0: The fifth quarter
1: after
4: every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.